adaptive. I need the adapter. I need the adapter. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Sheila M. King, and we are live here on the Eliminating Excuses podcast. I am so excited to have you all join me today. Today is an actual very good day because we're going to be talking about parenting. So now those of you all that are listening, um, just so you know, you know what Eliminating Excuses, we learn balance, grow in our perspective, and we are accountable and so, listen, I had to make sure that the volume was on this time because I know the last time we were cutting up. So, again, um, hello and welcome to the Eliminating Excuses podcast. I am your host, Sheila M. King. And today, what we're going to talk about, the biggest thing, I am a mother of five daughters. So anybody that knows me know that I am very serious about um, making sure that my girls have have the best example and are the best example um, for themselves first and then for those that they are connected to. So what's interesting today um, with this topic of parenting is that we find ourselves so often in this bubble um, of what's right, what's not right, what do we need to figure out, um, who do we need to connect to, who know what they're doing, who don't know what they're doing, who needs to shut up, who needs to speak up, right? And so I know what's funny is that oftentimes, and you know, we get together and we talk about as parents um, all the different things that we have experienced, right? What what did you do? What did your t- child do wrong? What it is that, that you uh, got to work through versus what they're trying to work through. And this is a serious subject. So let me start by saying here on this, this journey of eliminating excuses, we talk a lot about... Um, teaching people different perspectives. So I bring people on to this platform to make sure that you all and myself are exposed to different perspectives. And because how many of y'all know, we don't know everything and I don't care how great our children are, how great they've become or how bad they are or, or the worst thing that they've done. um, We still have our different journeys and different perspectives as it relates to it. And this platform is also meant so that people can understand that it's not always one way, right? Everything has a purpose. Every person has a perspective. And if we are not selfish and we're not closed-minded, we can actually learn from what someone else has to say. In this time, I want you all to make sure that you are opening your minds to what is actually going to be spoken about today. Because let me tell you something. Everything is not is go- not going to be the same. Everybody is not going to feel the same way. Everybody is not going to think the same way. So if you have a different perspective from what you're going to hear discussed today, please let me know. Make sure you inbox us. Um, my inbox is, uh, well, my email is info at eliminatingexcuses.org. And my Facebook page, if you want to go onto Facebook, it's Eliminating Excuses. And if you want to uh, follow me on Instagram, follow the organization on Instagram, it's Eliminating Excuses underscore the brand. So the first thing I want to talk about today is, um, so I'm in this mom's Facebook group. And it's important that I say that it is um, those that are of the same um, nationality as I. And so we, I saw a post in there and it was talking about a mom who decided to take her children at 3 a.m. to the gym. And there were different um, opinions, different ideas. And it was both on one where the person who had posted it, it was like, hey, what exactly is this person having their children here at 3 a.m. for? And then the other perspective was, well, leave that woman alone. She showed up at the gym. I can't show up at the gym at 3 a.m. So why in the world uh, would I say something about her? And she's at the gym at 3 a.m., right? And so it got me to thinking about how we are and what we do. And as parents, how often we are quick to judge the the roles, the, the positions, the actions of another parent. So let's dissect this a little bit. The mother, um, it turned out that it wasn't, well, it's being said that it wasn't exactly what it was. The mom was doing something that she didn't have a business doing. But either way, how many times have you all sat in an atmosphere and you thought you were doing something that was best for your child and it turned out that it wasn't necessarily the best, but it was all you knew in that moment? 
right? Like how many times, I, I can't even tell you how many times I have sat down and thought, and I think my baby is listening to me now, my oldest, like I thought I was doing what was right. And it turned out that what I was doing wasn't necessarily the right thing, but we need to stop giving our, not giving ourselves grace to grow. How many times do you sit there and change your style and method of parenting because someone else told you that you shouldn't speak to your child that way or you shouldn't be so hard on your child and you shouldn't be so um, you should let them experience life and experience the world. And then in the same token, you have someone else that's like, oh, no, your child has too much freedom and and they shouldn't be able to do that. And if that was my child, I wouldn't. You know, have you ever been in those type of situations? And you're sitting there wondering, like, are you kidding me? Like, what do I do? What exactly do I do when there are so many differing opinions, so many different perspectives as it relates to being a parent? So one of the things I thought about is how I parent. And with my children, um, one of the things that I told them is that I'm human. And if y'all don't understand, like if you don't start having those conversations with your children, letting them know that just as quickly as as you brought them into the world, just as quickly as you can make a mistake, like there is no book on parenting. We don't know all the different things like there. Well, let me fix that. There are a bunch of books on parenting, but that doesn't mean that they will apply to you. So the first thing I did was tell my children, I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes and it's going to happen often. But one thing that you shouldn't question is my love for you. Right. And so in this world, this generation um, where we're seeing is that we we do not have the proper balance as it relates to parenting. And so when it comes to being a parent, you're either too soft or too hard. But where are you getting that information from? If you're speaking to someone who's had trauma their entire life, then they're going to parent differently than someone who didn't. Someone who was brought up in a two-parent household is going to have a different perspective on parenting than someone who brought, was brought up in a single-parent home. And that's whether it's the mother or the father. That creates an entirely different dynamic as it relates to parenting, right? And so so often we beat ourselves up because we're looking at someone else's style of parenting. We're looking at someone else's idea of what parenting should look like. And we're falling and we're failing and we're thinking that, oh, my God, my children didn't turn out with these um, multiple scholarships. And, and, and my baby got pregnant at this age. And, oh, my God, how did I fail as a parent? And when in actuality, we need to start thinking about them and not us. Why do we internalize our children's decisions? And then let's talk about those people that um, tell you that you you should let kick your child out at at eighteen. Let, let's let's have a conversation about that. Where did that come from? Why do I have to kick my child out? At 18 years old, if I don't believe that they are mentally stable or able to handle being out there on their own. And I know you all listening are talking about, well, how are they going to learn if you don't let them get out? Run them bills inside the house. Right. Give them give them some chores inside the house. What would what did it look like when you moved out? What did you have to do when you moved out? What skill sets can you set them up with before we are so quick to just kick them out just because they are of a certain age? Some of our children, and I know, you know, this is touching a different type of subject, but some of, some of our children have experienced some crazy things, especially if the, the child was given up for adoption or um, one parent is not as active as the other parent or not seen at all. There are so many different dynamics that come with parenting that we can't sit here and have a blanket response when it comes to how someone chooses to parent their child. So one of the things I want you all to think about, one, is extending yourself grace. Whether it's moms, whether you're a dad, whether you're an auntie, someone who doesn't have children, but every time you turn around, you're, you're connecting to somebody's child. I want you to extend yourself grace. Because if you don't extend yourself grace, 
you're going to constantly find yourself trying to find the next conference, the next business, the next person to make you change what you're doing. Meanwhile, you're so you have somebody advising you that you need to quit all those jobs and you need to um, make sure that you spend time with your child every day at three o'clock every day. Otherwise, they're not going to feel like they're loved and appreciated. And all your child wanted was to 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 see you loved. Right. All your child wanted was to see that that you actually cared enough to take care of you. Do you all know that our children have a burden for us? Some of our children actually have a burden for us. So while we're sitting over there trying to figure it out with them, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to live for them. Meanwhile, they're like, if mama just don't stop what all that stuff that she's doing and start helping herself. I know my children have had this conversation with me quite a few times where it's like, mom, why don't you go out or why don't you do this? And all the time in my head, I'm like, but I'm here for you. Like, why don't you let me be here for you? And they're like, well, we good on this side. Like, we'll tell you sometimes what we need. Right. But as a parent, we have to learn how to balance that out. Let me also say this, too. I don't care who you talk to. People are going to have an opinion about what you do, how you do it. And as a parent, I have spent a lot of time listening to people tell me, Sheila, you shouldn't be so hard. Okay, let me soften up. Oh my God, the kids started acting crazy. Okay, let me harden up. Okay, well, your children said that they don't, we had an an event. Let me say this, this is funny. We had an event and um, with the event, it was a youth addition to the event. And then, um, yes. And then one of the things that was spoken to the kids was, do you all have family meetings? That was a question that was asked. Do you all have family meetings? And listen to me, my children, they told me out of the five children that were in there, we're not going to count Layla because she's the young one. She's eight. But out of the five children that were in there, three out of the four that was speaking and active said that we didn't have family meetings. And I'm like, where they do that at? When, when did we stop having family? I have conversation with each one individually. Then I have conversations with them collectively. And when I sit and have conversations with them, let me tell y'all what, what the children say. I said, do y'all have anything y'all want to talk about? Oh no. Oh no, mom. We're good, mom. Oh no. Oh no, we're we're oh 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 wait, we got the middle one. That's oh, can we go to the mall? Um, I, I have some shoes. I'm sorry, the mall. That we we talking about the mall. Um, I said, do you have any concerns? Anything that you you feel like we haven't addressed? We have entire conversations, me and my children, and they had the audacity to sit in a whole training conference meeting and say we don't have family meetings i just wanted to know what part of the family they was, were they talking about my mom and them like as a collective whole or were they talking because I, w- I was a little lost so but that brings to that the perspective of children just like us they receive and they process information how they receive it and so because this teacher knew me she looked at me and like uh, now I'm telling you this because I know you had meetings. Like we have not sat on the phone and had a conversation because, uh, like, let's not do that, you know, but we've had conversations specifically around different things that's going on, but the children will process, they will process information differently. And so what I wanted to say was don't get beat up because your child is your child is deciding that they don't understand something from an adult perspective, right? So you're sitting there changing your parenting style and you're changing what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying because we balance it out. We're balanced perspective and accountability here. So let's balance that out. I'm not saying that um, we don't listen to our children and everything that they say is coming from a place of ignorance. What I am saying is you have to be mindful of what it is that you're hearing from your children and be able to determine what you need to adjust and what you need to share in order to make sure that it is shifted, right? If there's some things, if they're saying, mom, I don't like when you yell at me, the the response shouldn't necessarily be, well, then stop doing stupid stuff. (laughs) It's 
like, have y'all ever been in a situation where you're like, well, you know, I don't like when you yell at me. Well, I don't like when you lie to me, you know, like, let me just calm down. But that is a valid concern. So then you also teach them. And this is one of the things I teach my children. Um, I teach my children to make sure that they read the room, as my girl Melissa would say. The conversation is, if you know I'm upset, you know I am about to fall out, like go off. I'm this something that happened that was absolutely horrible. The last thing you need to be doing is coming to me telling me how my response is not the best response. Like, come on now, let's use wisdom. I'm mama, but I'm also human. And we need to understand that just because I'm mama, I'm human. Don't come to me when I'm at my highest talking about, well, mama, I need you to love me a little better. Like, absolutely not. Listen, I need you to read the room. And now is not the time to tell me that you're good. But listen to me. Let me tell y'all something. My girl, Tracy Renee, is here in the room. Say hey. Say hey, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. You're so, uh -huh. You're so <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Listen, and so we're sitting here talking about conversations <clears throat> on parenting. You already know. Oh, honey. And and uh, one of the things I talked about, and, and she brought Mama, so we're going to have a special guest. Mama, come on. Come on over. And so Ooh, we can be mad at you just just in case she's not gonna be on camera, she's gonna be right over here so we can still hear her, okay? Um, but but I need mama because you know, mama is wisdom, come on, and we got to make sure that that mama provides her perspective on parenting. So, oh, she just got on me in the car a few minutes oh, ago. Why, what you do? Uh oh, because uh -oh, <laughs> that's a different element of parenting, right? Come on, oh, right absolutely. around the back, mama, sit right here. Um what what you get what you get on get in trouble for my, my time management oh the one thing that i always get in trouble for uh-oh mama come on look you gonna speak to mama when, <laughs> whenever you feel led you're not in the camera come right here right this is your mic right here we're gonna make sure that you have some conversation and tell the people about tracy because hey, i want mama. her to get in trouble as well um Hey, mama. Hey, daughters. Mama, Alma, Alma. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I don't play about my mama now, y'all. Listen. So, so one, first of all, tell how mama got you. I just want to hear how she got you on live. And I think the other people want to hear about. No, I mean, it's the same. It, it, look, I am 51 years old. This has been an issue of mine for 51 years. What is okay? this issue? Time management. Mm. Um, But uh, so today I did have myself allotted the amount of time that I assumed that I was going to need and gave myself an additional 30 minutes, but that still wasn't the case. And then I still didn't leave out exactly as I said, I was about 10 minutes later leaving mm -hmm. out of the house and then couldn't find my eyeglasses and I can't drive without my eyeglasses. And then I was hungry. So I had to turn around <laughs> and get something to eat because I was hungry. Wait, wait, pause there. Wait, wait, pause <laughs> there. So here's what's funny. And this is one of the conversations we had. It said, you know, she's connected to the accountability coach. I am sitting here like, hey, Tracy, this is what you do. And we had a conversation. I told her before she left the house, FaceTime me, Tracy, so we can walk through the process. What hey. you got? Let's look it back. This this work in process, progress, mama. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I own it. I own it. I am working on it, though, Um, because and I was ready. I don't truly think she owned it. And she should. Okay. Okay. Because if she did, she'd do better. Uh-oh. But she's been doing this for 51 years. And yeah. as I told her, you know what? She's beautiful. So get dressed and makeup in one hour. One hour. If it's not done within one hour. Karen makeup. Exactly. One hour. I need a glam Listen, squad to be able Carrie, to do <laughs> Carrie said. Your makeup in your car with you at all times. If you know you have an event for the day. Get up in the morning and prepare for it. See, that's all I you was have to prepared. do. Get Clothes your... ready, hair was done. She, it was said, twisted. You okay. grab something to eat, knowing you were late. See, I grabbed see. some nuts and took, brought them in this the car with me. So no, Carrie, I didn't stop to get anything to eat. I just grabbed a can <laughs> of nuts and put it in the car, <laughs> and was pouring and dropping nuts in the I car as I was driving. Media doesn't help. Either, uh oh, you know. talk talk about. It. Don't you cut my mom too? Go ahead, Mama. Oh, what happened social with social media? media? Too. Mm -hmm. If I stepped into her bedroom and uh she was on social media but oh. what was i doing while i was listening 
You were doing your hair. Absolutely. I was still However, being productive and listening. Cut social media off because so it you, speeds you up. See? Come on, mom. Look, see, mama daughter dynamic is happening right here on the Eliminating Excuses podcast. I am excited about it. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so so both of you all each can tell. Did you have an order in your home? Like not not you talking about mama's home. Mm -hmm. You talking about you and your children. Tracy has three daughters. They just about grown at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but what was the order? If you had order, what was it in your home? Um, so no, technically, okay. no, there was not. Um, and initially, so my first marriage, I'm, I'm on my second marriage, y'all. Um, and so the first marriage, no, there was no order. It was simply whatever the kids needed. It was the kids doing, you know, us ripping and running and, and taking care of and doing for and being there for the children. They were my priority. Um, subconsciously, I knew different, but because of the night, the dynamic between he and I, it was not that way okay. um now that i am remarried it is taking me um how should i say it's taken a minute for me to adjust to now having a different dynamic where my husband is the head of the household mm -hmm. and he is a priority because let's face it like my mother and so many of my girlfriends have said to me throughout the years is that the children will leave they're gonna up and leave right they're only there with us for 18 years and if I don't nurture and cultivate that relationship with my spouse or your spouse, if you're not cultivating that relationship, then what happens once the children leave? Mm. Then you're stuck and you're looking. That's unfortunately why there are so many people that become empty nesters that are looking at each other like, um, that now part. what? Mm -hmm. Because their whole lives were the children. And sadly, I was in that position early on as well. But now that my babies are a little bit older, I don't really have that dynamic, but it's still... I'm, I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm reflecting on my past and how things could have possibly been different had I had a dynamic or a structure in place in our household. And we'll come back to that. Mama, you, your house? We had structure in my house. <laughs> if y'all yes, saw Mama face, <laughs> she said, um, no, we had structure. Okay. Yes, we did. Uh -huh. Yes, because I worked. Yes. And my husband worked midnights okay. for 25 years. Oh, wow. So mm -hmm. it was get up get it together. Now, mind you, she was a little bit better than she is now because she prepared herself the night before as far as her wardrobe. Okay. I don't know what has happened. <laughs> the 30 years she's been gone. Child. I really don't. But yeah, we, we had order because I worked and I worked 40 miles from my home. Okay. So I couldn't take a chance being in corporate America. Yes, ma'am. Being late because mm -hmm. She wants to change her clothes five times. <laughs> it's either let's go. Yes, ma'am. Getting out of this house when I leave. So if you're not ready, you're going just exactly the way you are. But See, what was the order in the home, though, Mama? That was what the, the original question was. was. She uh, took it right back listen, to me. Nuh -uh, don't be coming the on my order, podcast getting on I Mama. Know what she said. I had to leave my house at six thirty. And that is not what I asked. I said, that was their order? Was their order? Said, yes. <laughs> yes, there was. was. We're going to yes, get her mama. Yes, yes. And if you needed to be on that bus at 620, you were going to be out of that house in order to catch that bus at 620. Yeah. Because I couldn't take the chance on dropping you off at home. Yeah, that's right. So it was order. That was a nice little drive she had to take. Yes. So, so well, for me, y'all, Um. so I have passed two marriages now. Praise okay. the Lord. Praise um, the Lord. And um, the in both homes, well, y'all know me. I'm I'm I am the disciplinary. Um, but when I was married, both times, even when it came to education, it was like that's not my grace. Like I can educate mm -hmm. women, marriages, mm -hmm. men. We can have conversations, but when it comes to children, it was like, yeah, no, because okay. I'm gonna hurt some feelings, and I don't want to hurt no feelings because I, I remember growing up <laughs> in my mama house where you sitting there, and I know some of y'all that's listening can attest. You sitting there and like, don't you let a tear hit that paper, <laughs> and, and then you sitting there trying to erase the paper and not tear the paper because you didn't cry, and you like, I didn't want to create that dynamic for my children, wow. so I didn't. So I didn't do that. And mm -hmm. I knew we but, didn't have that growing up, did we? No. Uh -uh. Listen, and, and I graduated valedictorian, okay? And I'm like, thank you, mama. Let me say that. Thank you, mama, <laughs> if she on. Um, but one of the things that I understood was it's important to have a balance. And Absolutely. that's where I learned 
that's where I started learning to balance it out because you can be too hard, as I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. or try to be too soft. And absolutely, we we neglect to think to understand that people want discipline. Right. Like sure. people, some that's people true. want structure. They may not want you to completely take over. But, absolutely. But what are the rules and guidelines? So thank y'all for answering that. Yeah, my um, girls have said that. Yeah. That I mean, and like you, I was the disciplinarian in the home, and the girls knew that. But they also know that I was the soft one, too, that they can come to mm-hmm. if need be. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you all feel about taking advice from people without children? Taking parenting advice from people without children. How are you going to? I've never taken parenting advice from anyone that doesn't have children. I have. Okay. From your Aunt Bonnie. Really? Yes. Because she saw things that I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm that she did and made me understand maybe you need to be a little softer mm. with them so yes well, i guess n- nobody's ever approached me with anything okay. like that yeah. so yeah and that's that's interesting too because like yeah. there are people who not, doesn't necessarily have biological children but they spend a lot of time they with nieces and nephews right mm-hmm. you know and so i i always say um gauge the information not necessarily the messenger oh absolutely like get the message not the messenger and so a lot of times people are so adamant about well you don't even have no kids how you telling me (laughs) and meanwhile your kids running a mess over here in your house right right struggling trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. and so yeah i was wondering about that because a lot of people are really yeah no i've never had an experience where anybody's come to me and said anything about parenting what i should or shouldn't do that wasn't a parent already exactly mm-hmm. yeah interesting well bonnie would give you advice whether you ask for it or not <laughs> okay. hey I auntie those. just this, in case you listen right. on my page <laughs> I, but i love that though mm-hmm. i love that those yeah. people that understand that you're still going to do what you will right. with the information absolutely but i don't want sincere you. about it too that's good and that's yeah. the key yeah because yeah. just and unsolicited her boundary she would say that to you. Mm. I hope I didn't overstep my boundaries, you know. But I need to say this. Well, that's good. Yeah, I had two children. You that can were appreciate like day and night. I tell everybody <laughs> we were polar opposites. <laughs> so, so tell me this: mm-hmm. How do you all feel about the what goes on in this house stays in this house? I was raised that way. Okay. Okay. And um, I brought my children up that way. Okay. Because it was just ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. You kept things in the home. Now, it didn't mean like, well, one child needed counseling. Yes. Okay. So I went outside the home to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anything else that was going on in the home as far as the discipline and all of that, it stayed in the house. Okay. Um, all the madness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this house oh okay but you know what and it's funny that mama said that because remember we had a conversation about that not too long ago mama um and it only happened until after the divorce it was like why was this kept secret i think me personally Mm -hmm. i believe that had some of those things been shared in the household that i think that a lot of issues that me specifically that i went through i could have possibly avoided had I known that these were some warning signs to have looked to look out for, mm-hmm. or um, this is maybe how you need to um, adjust certain things. I'm trying to be nice with it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, um, what you trying to say, sis? Yeah, okay. You know, there are some things I, I just wish that the conversation may have been had a little more, but not necessarily being graphic with things, mm-hmm. but just be more aware of, I'll use something as simple as bill pay. Okay. Paying the bills. Now we assume that we had, we talked about this the other day. I assume my mom and daddy were rich coming up (laughs) period because they took us, mama took us with her when she would go and pay bills. And all I would see was that she was just stroking a pen and, you know, handing Mm -hmm. the people money. But I think had I learned a little bit more about that, then maybe early on, it wouldn't have been such a challenge for me to sit down and say, okay, what in the world is this? What's the budget? What am I supposed to be doing? That I mean, part. I know. Yeah. So those things, yeah. I think I would have liked to have learned or heard some more of those, not necessarily sweeping the stuff underneath the rug and not telling everybody about it, but I would have liked to learn a little bit more. Yeah. And to speak that 
uh, as far as money, thinking that we were rich, I would only make them add up what I was paying. You know, it's like, okay. You know, when you were a little kid, you see all that money. That the, the light bill is $50, and then the gas bill is 50 How much is that? That part. So I used to make them add up the money. And yes. then in the end, once we went to the grocery store, it was like, okay, mama, I need stuff in my hair. I need this to go to church with. I need this, that, and other for school. So I made them add things up. Mm-hmm. However, we also told our two, our two daughters mm-hmm. that if there's anything that's bothering you or you're not satisfied any time in your life, yes, you could come to your dad and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she didn't do it. And <laughs> some of the yes. things I'm kind of happy that she didn't go to yes. her dad yes. about because he would have been a... so. So what's interesting, though, is um, I've never well, growing up, Mm -hmm. it was like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't anything crazy happening in the house growing up to where it was like we needed to Mm -hmm. have that talk. So I don't think it was like I think it was the unspoken yeah thing right like yes. you don't need to tell nobody you just got whooped yeah. with an extension cord like <laughs> listen oh, listen y'all i'm telling my story this one is of the my comedians truth. talked about that the other <laughs> night you got a belt extension cord you got the the stick from the back of, it was abuse oh my goodness but yeah and then but making was, you go pick the switch miss, from the tree girl so, and i ain't never did that i was okay with the switches Mm-mm. like but Mm-mm. then you need to patch your booty and stuff like put on extra <laughs> pants listen it was trauma yes um no but I mean, it was, but, um, one of the things though, I grew up with my mom and dad, like you, you know, mm-hmm. my mom and dad were in the house and in my home, what I started to do was to tell, tell my children the safe spaces mm-hmm. because every time it won't just be me being right. the one that you can talk to, Absolutely. you know? And so being able to say, these are the adults that Yes. And 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 being a mom that yep, if yeah. they brought me something, yep. if it wasn't detrimental to my children, yep. you know, to be wise enough to say, I'm not going to tell them you told me, but yep. let me see how I can start training or exactly. or giving some education right. around this thing so that you can think Absolutely. differently, see Absolutely. things differently. And so I think that's the problem, too, with the what goes on in this house, goes on in this house, stays in this house, is that children feel like they don't have an outlet then mm-hmm. because I don't want to expose this person that loves me or that I right. love or whatever. But I also know that I need to talk to somebody. Right. And my sibling is not it. And so right. my old, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. And so they, I found out after the fact, but they have a group chat with all the girls. Cause my, okay. we have, I think it's 11 grandchildren in my parents' house okay. Okay. of which nine are girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I got five of them. So that part. But, but <laughs> the I, they have their group chat. They used to, I don't know if they still do, but have a weekly call or okay. whatever it is, but they have a that's conversation with their uh-huh. aunties. That's and good. so, and I'm like, that's good. Mm-hmm. But I had to balance that. Like my children shouldn't, and this was early on, like yeah. my children shouldn't come, my children yeah. shouldn't come to you and tell you something that is not good. And you not share that with me as their mother. Right. So exactly. you yep. sh- you should trust me enough to know that I'm not going to sever this relationship by exposing what you told me. Mm-hmm. But also I should be able to trust and know that if they're coming to you and telling you something mm-hmm. that is not going to be three months, six months, six years down the line where I found Absolutely. out something that was happening that I could have fixed at home. Yes. You know, yep. I had an issue like that fairly recently. Um, my youngest was afraid to come to me to say something um, for fear. She didn't know how I was going to respond. And she assume that I would be disappointed. Um, and so she mentioned it to, she asked if she can have a conversation with my husband, uh, my new husband, which is not her daddy. Right. Right. <laughs> and I love it. First of all, that she felt comfortable enough with going to him to address the issue. And then even more so that immediately after they had their conversation, mm-hmm. he came downstairs and he says, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm not going to share it. He said, because I told her that I wouldn't share mm-hmm. it. He said, but I told her because you are my wife and because of the way that our the dynamic is in our household that you need to know. Yes. And it was wonderful. And I'm so yeah. glad that we were able to have that conversation because she then felt comfortable enough to share with me. And then, I mean, there were some other circumstances that went on, but even now, so that that has occurred, she now calls and she'll like, mom. <laughs> so and I'm like <laughs> yes, yes yeah and so the text message is 
well, <laughs> and a bunch of dots behind it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she'll come back. Okay, I need to talk. And so mm-hmm. uh, we've been having that dialogue yeah. and stuff going back and forth. But she was able to do that. One, she felt safe enough to go to somebody. Absolutely. And then number two, because they valued that relationship as well as ours. Yes. He came back and was like, listen, I'm going to have her tell it. But I'm going right. to be here as her safe space since she confided yeah. in me if need be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I, um, it's it's hard as a parent. You know, because absolutely, I had to have the conversation. And if any of my children are watching, do not expose yourself um, on these platforms, please. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> um, but right, it could be just between me Don't and you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I tell them, like, let me know: is there anything that I can do better? Yeah. Right. You know, because I'm not one of those parents that says. If it do it because I said do it, not you know, it's, yeah, it's no. say, do as Mm-mm. I say and not as I do. Like yeah, I no. try to show them what I mean and be that mother, but sometimes it can become exhausting, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell I tell people all the time, I'm a mother, mm-hmm. but Lord knows this is exhausting. And you got yes, five. I have I five have to pray girls. for you every day. I and I I, I appreciate do. all the good good God <laughs> pray for you every day. The good God <laughs> yes. prayers. I appreciate them all because it's not easy. I have five yeah. different personalities and I believe that the reason why God created it in the institution of marriage is so that there can be a two parent home so Absolutely. that both the load of raising children can yes. be shared. Yes. Um, and of course we have a village as well. And so we've always, I've never parented alone, although I've been alone parenting. Yeah. If that makes it makes sense. Yes. Yep. Right. It, it, does. Makes it does. And, and so I'm just grateful for my village. Like I can literally call people mm-hmm. and like, Hey, listen, listen, <laughs> I'm out. This is what's happening. I, I, I need, yeah. <laughs> and I even told my children, like, even when I go out now, so the youngest is eight, and then they're, oh, they're about to be 14, 16, 18, and 20. My God, today. Wonderful. Um, I'm grateful. Yes. But one of the things I tell them is I stopped putting on a facade mm. as it relates to me needing to get out. And mm. I actually tell them, yeah, I need a break. You know, and 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 I also, if it makes them feel some kind of way, it's a conversation as well, too, yeah. right? Because I want to foster open communication. We're not going to be disrespectful in communication, absolutely, because I think that a lot of times people equate children having a free mind and and letting them be free to talk as in being disrespectful. Like, mm-hmm. no, you can express yourself, and let me show you how right. to express yourself, right? Um, with me, and sometimes. It, we can be going and I, again, yeah. not expose yourself, <laughs> children. Um, but one time it was a conversation. And in that moment, I just felt disrespected. Like, mm. and she was like, well, mom, you know, I just didn't understand why you felt this. It was your tone. It was, right. what, it was something yeah. that, that yeah. about this conversation yes. mm-hmm. that was like, okay, wait a minute. I, we need Let's to rewind. It in. I, I'm mama. <laughs> right. right. And I love to play. I love to have fun. I mm-hmm. love to laugh. But but there's a boundary right. that we have to have. Right. And, and so here, here's the other thing. Education mm-hmm. as it relates to children. How did you handle education with your children? Because let's let's preference this. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's a lot of emotional um, issues with the remote learning that has happened because yes. of COVID and, mm-hmm. and it's affecting the academics. Um, and when it comes to dealing with children while you're trying, you think about all the parents that were working mm-hmm. um, while they're trying to help their children at home right. during this time. Like, what do you feel about this now generation as considering you have different experience, mama, as it relates to the educational system and parenting the transition? How do you feel about that? I have a friend. Okay. That taught for 35 years. Mm-hmm. And she retired. And we just talked about this a couple of months ago. And she said she couldn't do it, Mm. number one, with the pandemic. Yeah. Because children need to interact. Yes. They need Mm -hmm. to leave home. They need to be in an environment that's teaching. Yes. Um, And my girlfriend taught in Harvey, one of the... Yes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Harvey. My bad. Harvey, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Where? It's 75% Black, maybe 15% Hispanics. It's one of the lowest academic rated school systems. Okay. 
And so she was saying that, you know, when you have children, they're coming from homes that are broken homes, yes. single-parent homes. Yes. Education wasn't that important either in a school environment, let alone at home. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay. But with my children, it was a thing. We said, you're going to get an education no matter what. Mm-hmm. It may not be geared towards a degree, mm-hmm. but you're going to, number one, get the first diploma. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. There's no reason why you gonna graduate high you school. cannot get a diploma. Mm-hmm. And I told my children from an early age that if I was lynched back in the day for having a Bible, yes, ma'am. they did not want us to learn how to read. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why you can't get a basic education. Basic. Yep. And mm-hmm. I knew that one of my daughters was not college bound. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, on the other hand, came home and studied, mm-hmm. and it was no problem there. The other one came <laughs> home and laid her head down on her desk. So like I, I'm exhausted. Okay, okay. That thing. However, um, what was it? Six months before her graduation, mm-hmm. I was paying my kids. Oh, <laughs> I was on vacation paying my. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! If and they were alive, <laughs> and. The counselor called me and said, Mother, she's short of credit. I said, Okay, we'll discuss it once I get home. Got back up on my ladder again. Phone rang again. I said, Now, who is this messing with me? <laughs> I answered the phone. She said, Oh, no, Mother, she won't be able to graduate because she's short additional credits. I said, I'll be right up to the school. I dabbed my face with a washcloth, <laughs> went up to the school, got the counselor, got my daughter in class, and told her there's Two things you could do. You can no. There's this. You got two options. Number one, you either get this together, give me a progress report every Friday, because you're going to graduate. There will yes. be no summer school. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you can't do this, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call my company tomorrow, <laughs> take a leave of absence, and I'm going to walk you to each one of your classes. Oh, I wow. may sit in the class. I may uh-huh. sit outside the door. That's you old school, are for real. the one for real, child, child. Yes. that can only do four years of high school. <laughs> Tracy only did three. She, she did four right. years of high school. She looked at her counselor and told her, she said, well, you don't have to worry. I'm going to bring those grades up because I don't want my mama coming That part. <laughs> but before she said that, she said, Mom, why are you coming up here looking like that? I, you know what? I had spots of pain in my face. <laughs> oh, Lord. I had gotten it out. I had a scarf. They had never seen me looking like that mm-hmm. before. But that child was going to get an education. Period. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so she did. She went to beauty school. But I knew she wasn't. But you were you were working still at this time, correct? Yes. My husband so, and I worked. And so you, yes. you were able to make that decision to. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tracy. But then. And this brings a question, too, because I think you and I talked about it briefly last night is knowing that you have two children that are polar opposites from each other. Mm -hmm. Was it difficult parenting my sister and I? No. And did did you have to parent us differently? Oh, of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 I had to stay on one at all times. And I had to literally be like a. a detective with her, basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I told you, your bedroom, I was afraid to go in there because the carpet, if it looked like I stepped on it the wrong way, I pulled in each room, any room in my, my house was going to be inspected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Bringing nothing in that house That's that right. did not belong to you. Oh, Lord. And the other one was like saying, okay. I'm afraid to go in here because it may be a sandwich that's oh lord <laughs> six weeks old. Okay. Did you say six weeks? Yeah. Okay. Stop. Wait, hold on. Oh yeah, it was wait, like that. Wait a minute, Tracy. You and and education parenting. Mm-hmm. How how does that go for you? Even in because you still have a child that's in mm-hmm. high school and high school, right? So mm-hmm. how is that? How did that transition? So for me, it was it's pretty much the same. Um, because I'm so in tune with the girls, I knew. Going in, um, you know, once they got to high school, rather, I can tell Jasmine was definitely going, you know, to college. One, because of her goal, um, her dream was to play basketball. And mm-hmm. so that was the only way that she could continue to play was going through school. So it wasn't really an issue with her. That middle baby, 
(laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. Um, And so I always knew that she was not going to be, she wasn't college material. Um, She loves fashion. She loves makeup. She, in fact, I'm wearing her eyelashes today. Carmen Simone Cosmetics, got to plug them. Um, But she's always been intrigued by the beauty industry. And so with me, being dual degreed, it was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I didn't want to push my daughter into anything, one that she was not going to be successful in. I was mm-hmm. not going to push any of my children to pursue something just because I am, you know, I right. have mine. I went to school and did mine. Times are changing. And there's so many people, millions of people that are out here that are successful that don't have college degrees that have, um, you know, skills or trades. Right. And, and and I tell her about my sister. My sister was in the hair care industry and she, I literally tell everybody that I believe my sister was born to do hair mm. um, because she literally did our hair. I remember her cutting my hair one time and doing some crazy style. And my daddy cussed her out and was like, listen, I had girls, not boys. Because oh, wow. she cut a, the ace is mm-hmm. probably before your time. They did the okay. asymmetric cutting and had lines and stuff all oh, in my the back. Today. Yeah, and my okay. daddy was not having it. But she would take our baby dolls and she would cut them up. And then our my aunt, who was a stylist as well, took my sister into the salon and she was doing hair. She had a shampoo girl, at, at, I think before 10 or something yeah, so like you that. Knew your children. So I your knew daughter. my children. Right. So I know now the youngest... We're still kind of teeter-tottering with her. One minute she wants to be a doctor, another minute she wants to How be an esthetician, she? and she's 16. Okay. So we still got a little time, but I'm like, okay, if she wants to go to college, she definitely could. Um, she could definitely apply herself to, to go. But that middle one, I knew. And again, it I just did not want to push either of them to do anything that I knew that they were not going to be successful in. See, in education with mine, so there's five, right? Mm-hmm. So the oldest is out. She's been out for two years now Mm -hmm. um, and she's kind of figuring it out Mm -hmm. along the way she's want to do cosmetology and nursing so we're still she's still working through that the second oldest is crazy um it's it's crazy not she's crazy (laughs) but (laughs) but she's she's harder on herself than I could ever be so Mm -hmm. I know I can't when it comes to education I cannot be any harder like she literally took a, a honors, I think it was pre-cal class mm-hmm. this last semester, and she could not completely enjoy her winter break because she was like, listen, if I, I do not want it, she literally <laughs> broke down in tears. I cannot take this class you again. It was that, too yeah. much. And I'm like, good God. And my brother, my younger brother just called me the other day. Like, you know, I keep telling her because we both graduated from one of the top school high schools in mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Lane Tech. And so when we were talking, it was like, we keep telling her, girl, calm down. You don't, Mm -hmm. it's not, don't stress yourself over. Now the middle one, she's been in school since Jada, she's been in school since she was three years old. (laughs) My Jada alone. (laughs) Jada is so smart. It's just a mess, Uh right? Like she's been in school since she was three years old. And Mm -hmm. so there are things she can do without thinking even thinking about it it's like just walking in like okay whatever you know Mm -hmm. and what's crazy about it is I don't have to worry about her academics so now I have to focus her on a different area right Mm -hmm. personal development self-development the attention because their father is not as active as we'd like him to be Mm -hmm. right and then there's destiny Mm -hmm. who's graduating eighth grade this year oh my bless bless her heart and um (laughs) I have to keep encouraging her in school like Mm -hmm. I have to keep destiny it's eighth grade, baby. Yeah. Like you almost done, right? <laughs> just, almost, just, just almost. you almost out of there. That's it. And then the last one, I literally just had to decide to homeschool her, and deciding to homeschool her became um, a challenge for me because, like I told you earlier, mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't been that educational yeah. parent. Like I have the degree, <laughs> mm-hmm. but to educate, sit and have the patience. And Mm -hmm. we're both learning in this process. And it's only been about four months, but it's actually better than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But it was an emotional thing for her. It was her, how she felt about herself was affecting her academics. Mm -hmm. And because she was remote learning and and she'll get it, but she wouldn't get it when everybody else got it. So she needed more time. And so she felt some kind of way. And I'm like, yeah, we're not about to do that. Yeah, no. And, um, and so it's interesting that that we have the different dynamics when it comes to our children, especially yes. in this environment yeah. and knowing how That's we why grew you gotta up. know your children. Yes. yes. And yes. we can't impose our own stuff or beliefs 
onto them or I'm, and it's like my girl say sometimes my you so old school yeah but i'm old school but i still got a little new school in me a as little well. bit yep yeah. balance you know, it yeah. mm -hmm. gotta balance it and one of the things so you all tell me how do you all feel about this um what is something that you didn't do as a parent that you wish you did or is there anything do you think that you did everything that you could do and while y'all think about it i would have liked I, okay. to have spent more time with my daughters individually talking about being sexual okay and hmm. you know yes um, that should have been a conversation i mean we had it right but it was so basic and I gave them more than my mom gave me. That part. Mm -hmm. But I think I wish I had would have had a little more time mm. in really just discovering where they were yes. with their sexuality. Oh. Is that why you, hey, hey, I think hey, that's hey, why you pushed that. me to make sure I had the conversation with my daughters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, so, I think it was. Yeah. Was it the oldest or maybe the young, the middle it one? Yeah, but I, too, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we did it with all of them, but yeah. she was on me. Yeah. Make sure you so have when, the conversation. Make sure you have the conversation. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's great. I, I definitely think that that's, um, I would have loved to have done that. Okay. Earl, very early on. Earlier I didn't do, on. I did yeah. do it, but I, it was after we went through a divorce mm -hmm. where I sat and I talked to the girls because my children at the time were three different age brackets. I've got one that's an, an adult, one that's right on the cusp, um, 20 years old, and then I've got a 16 year old. So three mm -hmm. different age brackets. So to have those conversations after the fact, I think had those been had early on, it would have been much better. Yeah. yeah. Would have been much just better. just the sexual aspect, no other no, I mean everything, period. Just life in general. Okay. You know, just to have that one on one time. Like one of the things that you do with the girls that I love, I wish I should have done is give them their individual days. You know, whenever oh, yeah. we were all out doing something, it was just all of us together. Right. It was one heart and four four heartbeats is what you know Carmen says. Mm -hmm. Um, one heart meaning just all of us and then the four of them, up uh, three of them plus myself. Um so, yeah, I think that probably would have been it, having mother-daughter time individually and then collectively as well. And so I so what she's talking about, I just started this. Um, and back in, I think it was September or so, I asked my yeah. daughters, each one of them, I said, pick a day mm -hmm. um, between uh, Saturday and Sunday, and it's just going to be me and you. We'll go wherever you want to go. The, the day is that. yours, like no phones and all of that. And so I, we did the oldest, we mm -hmm. did the middle, um, and now, Lord, I got three more left. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you do that yeah, with yeah, them, though. Yeah, when you start, yeah. when you told me about that the first time, I was like, oh my God, yeah, I yeah. really wish I'd have did that. But it, and so for me, one of the things, it, and it's hard because I try to cover everything, but mm -hmm. being a mom is hard by myself to cover everything so i um my biggest regret or thing that i wish i had done better was to um bring them in closer like when i started okay. it was at this one day um interaction with them mm -hmm. i wanted to i wish i had done that earlier okay mm -hmm. it just started yeah. yes but and i had one-on-one -on -one conversations with them yeah but, but still but that. the actual uninterrupted yes. day where yes. we yes. go out you tell me what you yes. want to do not yes. i tell you yes. um and it's so crazy because i'm constantly hoping that they i feel like they're taking on the burden of of me being a single mom mm. and they're often is like well because they i told you they broke it up like mm -hmm. we'll go this month we'll go that month mm -hmm. and and i'm like why didn't y'all just pick you know one weekend Eat that this one month and they're right. like well we wanted to make sure that your money was right you know so we can okay. so i can make sure Thank i you get for thinking about the pocket well, gotta make yeah. sure the pockets are <laughs> but Appreciate but that's you. what i mean yeah. like my children yeah. are and i don't want them to they do that all the time hey what do you want to eat well this is too expensive and i'm like but i don't i don't communicate that's not even my communication mm -hmm. you know i yeah. don't even say Oh no, that's we on a, a White Castle budget, y'all. Look, we from Chicago, y'all okay, know White Castle. White Castle or Crystal? Is, is that Crystal's down in what is in, in the south? In the south, in the south yeah, yeah. So like, no, we we're not on a White Castle budget for mm -hmm. per se, but 
that's okay. one of the things that my children and I don't know why they have that burden on mm. them, but I want to make sure that and and but they're they're also spoiled. And I didn't think that I oh, spoiled yeah. them. Your babies are spoiled, Sheila. They they're not as spoiled as yours. We're not even gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, mine are definitely spoiled, but yours spoiled are spoiled too. Was. That, see, and that's what you know. Thank you, Mama. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> she's, I got she's still on that. Wait a minute. She's still spoiled, ain't she, Mama? Yes, she is. Spoiled rotten. Yes, she is. Her husband just said the other day, Why is your mama cooking for you? That part. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, Mama, when I go back to Chicago, they already I know. I mean, but that's that's a habit. I've done, listen. <laughs> okay. Listen Linda. listen, Linda. That's what I do. I mean, even even when my dad was alive, I would call my dad. Something would go on with my car. And I'd be like, Daddy, such and such is happening with my car. So grown, married, been out the house many, many years. <laughs> and still call my daddy. Oh, I oh, mean, oh, and ooh. like I said, we was trying to cook chili the other day. I called mama in the grocery yeah, store. <laughs> what her husband? Wait, no, listen, mama. Uh -huh. Because my second oldest, the one that's crazy about school, mm -hmm. she has my mama's. Uh, cornbread recipe. Okay, because right because yes. we gotta have the cornbread, that. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And but but when I go home, my dad has to get on the grill. Like uh -huh. daddy, he already knows. There's certain things I, that I don't care what's leaning or what's hurting. Daddy can do. <laughs> That's it. I want my smothered pork chops. Uh -oh. I want my spaghetti. My sweet oh, potatoes. Wow. I, listen, there are certain things because y'all know I love food. I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna eat if I don't do nothing else. I'm gonna eat that part. But yes. so if you all could leave everybody with one piece of advice on how to make sure they're intentional in parenting because I don't want to keep saying you're eliminating excuses in parenting but mm -hmm. that they are intentional about it of course it can't we, there's no one blanket statement that will apply to everybody that everybody can use that will mm -mm. just wash away any type of mistakes in parenting right no nope. but what can you give the listeners so that they can parent better Parent better. I don't know if it's parent better, but okay. um, we always complimented our children. Yes. That's good. They were beautiful. Mm -hmm. They did a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. Yep. You smell good. Yeah. You know, you did your chores good. We lifted them up. Yes. Yep. Personally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's lost in our society. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know? so, so lift them up lift personally. Them up. Yes. Sep like individually, mm. intentionally speak yes. to that child. Mm. I love it, mom. That just made me teary eyed. Because <laughs> oh, I do, I mean, I remember that. Um, yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Yep. And then I think, and I know thinking, I know that that's why Nene and I are the way that we are yeah. because we had that growing up. Um, and thank you. Thank you. And oh, daddy for that. Oh, dad. We were his Hilton girls. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, it would probably be to listen to your children. I mean, really, really take time to listen because so much can be said nonverbal that I think because we're so busy and trying to do, do, do and have, have, have and make sure that the kids and this and that and the other that we for, we forget the nonverbal cues as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So I think definitely doing that and then giving yourself grace. Um, because children will be children. We're, yes, we're all human and things are going to happen. And the decisions that they make don't necessarily always have to be a reflection of That's us good. as That's a parent. Good. So give yourself grace in those instances. And listen, I'm going to say discipline. Yes. Do not be afraid. Now, I'm not saying abuse like my parents did back in the day because it was only my With mom's the extension that cord. Listen, <laughs> the, the extension cord. I'm still trying to understand the whooping with the extension cord. Like, oh, my goodness. But, but she learned. She, you know, she got better. I haven't even put my hands on my children in, in over eight years. Like I haven't literally. Okay. I've, it's been punishment. But I'm what I will say is discipline. It is very mm -hmm. important that God gave us these children for a reason Absolutely. and allowing them to run their lives, especially when you're legally responsible for whatever happens to them. If they're a minor at that cost, um, that you have to be mindful of the fact that they need direction mm -hmm. and don't sure. ever discount who you are as a parent, learn, right. continue to grow yourself personally so that you can be the best version of yourself for them. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, yeah if we and and be you like that's true take time for you so that you can understand you know you 
um, walk in your authority so that no one else can tell you, especially these extra strong parents, <laughs> right. how to parent. I thank every single one of you all for joining us. Thank you all for being in Yay. the room with me. This is the conclusion of the Eliminating Excuses podcast. Continue to learn balance, grow in your perspective, and be accountable. Y'all have a great day. Bye.